Dutch teachers in the Netherlands are complaining that their students are playing slots on their phone during class. You have to take our brain that was wired with Instagram and TikTok and Candy Crush and all of that stuff, which is kind of a similar casino dopamine hit. Let's imagine the life of a teacher nowadays. Half of the class is like playing on stake.com. The other half of the class is like, hey, I'm following like Andrew Tate. You are a woman, so go make me a sandwich. <laughs> and... <laughs> You fucking brookie. And everybody's cheating with ChatGPT. Yeah. Tugan, in which industry is the youngest self-made billionaire? Gambling. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so we have an amazing show today and we're going to talk about the rise, the mysterious rise of Stake.com, the largest crypto casino. So we got, today we're going to talk about how they started, how they grew, what kind of marketing tactics they used and how you can maybe even do the same thing. Plus, as a disclaimer, we're also going to talk about the legal implications of starting a crypto casino and maybe that's something and then you can decide if you want to get yourself into this as well. So here we have the two youngest crypto billionaires and uh, that's Edward Craven and Bijan Tari. They're both Australians and how they launched is quite interesting. Back in 2013, they launched the biggest and first Bitcoin gambling site called Prime Dice. And Prime Dice got so popular because it was the first platform that Australians can gamble on together with cryptocurrency. So now we hear already the, the, the first real utility of crypto that people can use it outside of country restrictions and you can't really track where the money comes from. So back in 2013, Prime Dice, and it got super popular because Australians love to gamble. So um, later on, this, uh, I'm going to show here a small screen share of how Prime Dice looks like. It's a, it's a quite an interesting UI. So here you can go and you can gamble with Bitcoin. I think Prime Dice right now has over 2 million monthly visitors. And here you can roll the dice. It's quite simple. Here you have some social proofs. So you really see people getting wrecked here or winning, obviously. And that is Prime Dice. And later, eventually, this turned into Stake.com. Um, in 2017, they did a rebranding, and obviously, they have a Curacao-based company that acquired a gambling license fairly easily. And now, Stake.com, over 15.3 million visitors in 2013. And one can guess that a company like Stake.com makes between 5 to $10 billion in revenue year shit <laughs> that's a whole lot of shrimp right um and to give a bit of an insight let's talk about operations what do you need mm -hmm. to launch and run an online crypto casino so first of all if we go to stake.com is that you will see that you have first personal or in-house games and external games so kind of the platform that you're building with a, with a crypto casino is you don't have to build the games. You only need to get clients. You only need to get users, get traffic, get them on the platform and get them to play. And all the games that you can play with, for example, um, you have a lot of third-party game providers that help you make this. And then you have to get these people on board. So how do you get these people on board? Marketing for crypto casinos. Here you have Aiden Ross getting paid 5 million per month. 
you have Drake that is humanly made over a hundred million last year only by working and streaming for stake.com. And Roshtine, one of the guys, has over a value of hundred million dollars only casino streaming. And the Nelk boys and Steve will do it. Steve will do it once said in an interview that he estimates that he's gonna be a billionaire in two to three years. So that's the marketing side of casino. What do you think about this, Tugan? Okay. Well then, you know, there are two questions you can ask yourself as a founder or as a wannabe entrepreneur is, do you want to work on something smart or do you want to work on something stupid? First question. And it's not like a, it's not a silly question. Um, second question is, do you want to build a platform or do you want to work with a platform? So if I go to the first question, do you want some, to work on something smart or to work on something stupid? I used to work in stupid things. Like I used to work in like the PDF industry, like direct response marketing, just sending PDF about like weight loss, how to make money without working and stuff like this on the French speaking market for years. And I think I never told you the story about the smartest guy I ever met. It was in Berlin. I was invited as a, uh, as a guest in a dinner where like it was only entrepreneurs who had at least raised a Serie A or a Serie B for their companies. So let's say legit people, everyone, and everyone had to like introduce themselves itself like uh, so everyone has to introduce uh, himself or herself. Uh, so we had a big table with maybe 50 people. So everyone said, you know, I went to Harvard and I went to this stuff and now I'm like, I don't know, curing cancer. Or, you know, I worked uh, 10 years at GP Morgan and now I'm doing like some fintech, whatever. And then uh, at, the, at the very end of the table, it was me. So, hey, I'm Tugan. I work on the internet and uh, I'm selling PDF on the internet. And that's pretty much it. You know, I didn't study anything and, you know, that's it. And because I knew the guy who was like organizing the party, so I could be invited even if I didn't raise any Serie A or Serie B. And while we were discussing like um, networking, someone came to me, and it's a guy who did like I think MIT, Harvard Science, like let's say the best shit like on paper. And um, he had this technology. He was developing like like an app where you would take a picture of your shit, like literally like of your boob, right? And the machine learning within the app would tell you if you have like a gut problem. And it's a super, super, super smart and relevant topic because we don't have data about our guts. We don't know if something is working, not working. I mean, like we can guess when something is not working, but the rest of the time you don't know how things are going into your guts unless you, you know, complicated, let's say. Um, so he's solving something huge, super smart guy, but, you know, hard to find a product market fit, hard to raise money, uh, every two months, he needs to get more money from his VC and he's getting diluted just to pay his staff. Uh, he's, he's maybe like getting like the minimum wage and minimum wage in Germany is not high. Um, living like in a shared flat with other people, even if he's like, I don't know, 28 or something like this. And he's just fucking struggling. He's not making any money. He's in stress and blah, blah. So he's coming to me. Because he's like, okay, you know, finally I can meet someone who is also struggling. Because he's like, you know, this poor dude, he's just selling PDF online. He's not like, you know, solving something important. So he must be struggling like me. And so he's like, oh, so you're selling PDF online. I'm in the PDF business. And he's like, yeah, so how much are you making with PDF fives? And I'm like, um, so because back in the days, like I was still a rookie. So I was, um, I told him like, yeah, I mean, last month I made like 400,000 euros in profit. And then it was like, as if his like soul has been like sucked from the brain, like like this, like the eyes were like empty, and and so like I really saw like somehow like the brain like doing like this kind of like a 
reboot, like, okay, okay, we need to save the system. So, boom. And, and, and then he was like, um, and I think his brain tried, tried to like save itself by being like, you know, the most important thing is not really like money is about, you know, your contribution to humanity, let's say. And so he was like, okay, so maybe money is not important. But so but what are you doing with this money? And then I was the one who was to think. And I was like, yeah, good question. Well, um, I'm buying Bitcoin and bitches. It was like maybe five years ago. And he just left. So he went to, to my friend like who invited me. He's like, this motherfucker legit. And my friend said, like, unfortunately, yes. And he left. <laughs> and the guy was completely depressed. And the very important lesson here is it doesn't matter how smart you are. Some businesses, some opportunities are printing cash and others aren't. So do you want to go for a smart business or a stupid business? Um, if there is money to be made in the stupid business, maybe it's worth going to the stupid business. Sometimes it's an easy business. And, you know, working with people's stupidity and greed, I don't say I would do this right now, but might be a way to create products around it, to create experience around it, uh, while staying like ethical and legal, and, and you know, to make the first like millions like this. So do you want to do like a, a smart or a stupid business? But more important, is there money to be made? And I think with, when you check like the numbers of like Aiden Ross and the other like affiliate, the second big question our viewers have to ask themselves is, do you want to create your own platform or your own like technology, your own like, I don't know, business? Or do you want to work with an existing business? Uh, like, do you want to create an operating system or do you want to create an app on the app store? Uh, do you want to create your own casino or do you want just to be an affiliate or a partner of casinos? And uh, quite often, I think there is this kind of Steve Jobs, like, I want to be a, a founder syndrome. Like, oh no, I want to create my thing to create something big. I want to be like recognized as an entrepreneur. So I want to create my own thing. But quite often, there's a much bigger opportunity to just like, you know, partner with an existing platform, negotiate a good deal, and have a very, very simple business that is just printing cash. And I think it's, it's really a big question to ask like uh, yourself as, as a founder. What I think is astonishing about these two founders is that they're the youngest self-made billionaires and kind of nobody knows them. Most of the people don't know Stake.com, I would say. Yeah. Or let's say if you just look at all the people in the world, Stake.com is not that popular. Prime dies. Nobody knows that platform. And they are just getting so rich. They're making so much money. And if you then look at the people that are building on their platform, for example... What I looked up is that if you start working with state.com and, for example, us with having now nearly a 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, we could get paid up to 50K per hour streaming for their casino. So if you're an affiliate, you can get different deals based on how many people you can sign up and how much how, how the affiliate system works. Yeah. If you can break it down, is you have a link and it says that if you deposit $200 on state.com, you can play with 400 or 800 or 1,000. But, small catch, you need to wager that amount, so you need to play with that amount at least 50 or 70 times. And any normal brain would say, yeah, but if I have to play 50 times with an amount in a casino, I'm probably going to lose it all, right? That's just how a casino works. But these affiliates 
they make money if you lose money. So, for example, the Nelk Boys or Steve Will Do It or Aiden Ross, they have a link in their description. People click it, palm, it says, hey, Aiden just gave you 200 bucks of free bonus on stake.com. You use it. And then let's say you use a thousand bucks within a week, he gets 20% of that. So that's the affiliate system works. Yeah, I think it's, for me, that's a dirty side of this business. Because, I mean, if you make money from people losing their like, hard-earned money, and quite often it's people who are just looking for, like, you know, who are not especially, like, especially rich, right? Uh, yeah. There is something like morally like, wrong about it, like, somehow. Um, so, yeah, that's, I think that's, that's the issue, like. And it's the same thing with, to, if you, like, by doing affiliation to, like, uh, online brokers or um, speculative, like, platforms. Uh, a friend of mine, he created his own, like, a broker, and he told me that within 30 days, 75% of the money that the, that the user deposits uh, ends up in his pocket. 75% within, like, 30 days. So it's just pretty much, like, taking money from user's pocket to your pocket, and then, of course, you can, like, share half of it with the affiliate. Um, I'm quite... I'm really wondering how this will evolve in the future because I would say a lot of people that don't know it right now that it works like this. Um, would they be angry if they would understand it or do they really care? Maybe not. And if you want to build like a personal brand, I mean, of course, like uh, the name you mentioned, I have huge like followings. So, uh, some, so somehow they have like a strong personal brand. But is it like really... Sustainable. This I don't know. I mean, we will see, obviously. Yeah. You know, I made a YouTube video about this and I gave the following case study. How to make $12 million within a year. Mm-hmm. So how this works is you go on TikTok and YouTube and you make a fool out of yourself and you make crazy shorts and videos and you prank people and you take off your shirt and you turn into a clown and you get a following of, let's say, 15 to 23-year-olds. A lot of people because it's viral content. Then you switch to casino streaming and wreck your audience. <laughs> you just wait to $12 million, ladies and gentlemen. I want to talk a bit about more um, on the marketing side of what Stake.com did mm-hmm. because they were not the first casino, but they're one of the first, I would say, crypto casinos, but the first casino that really got marketing right. And what they did is quite a simple formula. If you go to their website, they use faces or credibility from other partners. For example, they are the main sponsor of the UFC, the main sponsor of Everton Football Club, main sponsor of Alfa Romeo Formula One team. So you arrive on this platform and you see Idazania and you see stake.com football players and you see Formula One, you're like, ah, they're legit. Besides that, they sponsor drake.com and they even have, I think Drake even has stake.com in his Instagram bio. I think so it. once a month, they do a live stream with stake.com. I don't know how much money they pay. Like I mentioned before, I think he earns around $100 million per year just from stake.com. And how this works is that people see Drake, they see UFC, they see all these football players, and they connect the credibility of these people onto this brand. And a layer deeper is you 
you're a young kid, right? Or you're on Instagram, you're on TikTok, and you see the lifestyle that Drake is living, that the Nelk boys are living, and you kind of feel that you want to do the same thing. What is the best way to get there? Do what they do and gamble. <laughs> Lose all your money and drink and live this kind of destructive lifestyle and prank other people. But that's how stake.com really grew very, very large by using established, we can say web two people mm -hmm. or yeah. personality, putting it all over the website and then working with back then micro influencers that grew really large, like Classy Beef, like Roshtine, that stream day after day after day after day that is just entertaining and fun to watch. And that's how they got this audience of, I would say, I don't want to say under 18, but I think a large majority of people that play on stake.com are under 18, Do even you think? though it's illegal. Because, I mean, yeah, so uh, stake.com has a KYC at the entrance, I think. Um, or, or at some point, they are KYCing you, like, so... Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we don't want to make like any accusation or like, you know, speculation, but okay, let, let's, yeah. But how this works is you can sign up with Google. And if you're not in the US, which is stake US that to change that, you can cash out without KYC. Mm. Yeah. I mean, what we like also the fact of being able to log in with Facebook or with Google is also like, you know, super like user friendly, like, uh, I read a crazy boarding. article last week that Dutch teachers in the Netherlands are complaining that their students are playing slots on their phone during class. So you have to take our brain that was wired with Instagram and TikTok and Candy Crush and all of that stuff, which is kind of a similar casino dopamine hit. So it's the easiest cross sell from all of these partners to get you on a casino. I mean, let's imagine the life of a teacher nowadays. So first, like half of the class is like playing on stake.com and the other, the other half of the class is like, hey, um, I'm following like Andrew Tate. So, you know, you are a woman. So go make me a sandwich <laughs> and you fucking brookie. And, you know, <laughs> and, and everybody's uh, cheating with ChatGPT. Yeah. And everyone is cheating on with ChatGPT <laughs> and this stuff is. Yeah, what the? You're, you're a woman, you can't teach me. So that was it. If you, if you look at the platform itself, and then later on, we're gonna, I'm going to tell you how you can start this yourself. Mm -hmm. There are a couple of different, or we can just sign in. Let's sign in with Google. Okay, that was pretty quick, you see. So they have the live casinos, sports betting, which is very famous in more developing countries, I would say. And let's say we go here to the slots. So all of these games are sponsored by, you see here, Hexaw Gaming, Pragmatic Play. These are just websites where you can go and every platform can integrate them. Like they don't have like any special features mm. with them. You have live casinos, you have game shows, and then you have stake originals. So you can play Limbo, Dice, Plinko, Mines, and stake.com keeps 100% of the profit of all of these games. So if you go to slots and, for example, you play with Hoxa Games or Pragmatic Play, they need to share the revenue with Pragmatic Play. But Stake Originals is 100% theirs. So this is how they, they built up um, its sports plats and promotions and soccer, all of that stuff. So you might wonder, how can I do this myself if I want to do this? So I would say the main things that you need to figure out 
when launching a crypto casino or online casino is first of all legislation yeah the rule of law and you can go or how to obtain a crypto casino or a crypto license is you go either to Malta or you go to Curacao where you can buy these licenses. So you can talk with an agency that costs usually, I would say anywhere from 50 to 100K to get a license. Then you need to open a company in any of these locations, again, Malta or Curacao, the Dutchies, they, they like to play there. And you can open a company, I think that's around 10 to 20K. Then you need a really good domain, something.com or dot casino or dot money. If you if you check on, for example, GoDaddy, the dot casino domains, they're really expensive. So you see that people are buying and selling these. And then you need to figure out a way how to get people on this platform. And that's like state.com did with YouTube. They did with Twitch. They did or they're doing, I would say, quite good Twitter marketing as well. And that's how you get people in. Um, I would say you can really increase the conversion of people landing on the page by giving them, for example, $75,000 giveaways, $100,000 daily races, or like these wager bonuses or the sign-up bonuses. So it's not that hard. You need to go to Curacao, you need 150K, and you need a very large risk appetite in the businesses that you want to run yourself. <laughs> yeah, but maybe you should start like as an affiliate. You create some audience, you build some traffic, you create website, SEO, whatever. And then you make your first like, I don't know, half a mil uh, like this. And then once you have this half a mil, then you can go for like, okay, I'm going to open the company. Also, what you need to take into account is today it's possible to create your own online casino uh, with white label. So everything is like done for you. You, ju you, just, you can just add like your like layer of like CSS and design, put your name, your brand, your like domain name. So, and if you're going the white label route, I don't know if you need the license or if the package you're getting has already like KYC license, payment processors, everything. Um, that's something I'm wondering. So can you like, I don't know if like, if you go the white label route, if you can like, if you, if you get like the license in, within the package or if you need, or if you still need to get a license. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, so all of these, all of these games like pragmatic play and hexaw gaming, they all have licenses themselves. But since you're, I mean, stake.com is kind of a white label casino. If you put away all the stake originals, but since you're depositing money with stake.com, they need a license too. So if you would say you're just purely an affiliate and you send people only to Hoxa gaming, but I don't think you can deposit money with Hexa gaming or pragmatic play. You can only do that with the casino themselves. Then you can actually do it. But yeah, yeah, that's the that's the way of running and setting up. You have a bit of customer service here. I think they use Intercom. <laughs> cool, right? <laughs> By the way, there's a very good movie about this business. It's called like Runner Runner with Justin Timberlake and Ben Affleck. I don't know if you watched it. Okay. No? Very good movie, actually. Um, it's, I think like, um, Ben Affleck is playing like this kind of, uh, stake.com owner in, uh, Puerto Rico or in like somewhere in the Caribbean. I don't know. And uh, Timberlake is like a student in, in Princeton or something like this, who is like playing poker. And somehow he's noticing that, um, the, someone is cheating or the platform is cheating. So he's just directly going to like this Caribbean Island and he's forcing himself into like a party of, uh, of the, of the founder of this. Stake.com, that is not stake.com, obviously. 
And turns out like the founder is like an absolute mafia guy and it's a super dirty industry where they're like feeding crocodiles with people who disagree with them. But very good movie, very good movie. Um, <laughs> also like, so, well, everyone should take into account that it is super gray area. Uh, you might have a license that might not be valid in every country. Um, and, uh, and also like, you cannot necessarily do ad or you cannot do ad like the way you want. Uh, if influencers are making promo for you and the promo is misleading, you can still be held responsible for this somehow. Um, so it's a very, very tricky, like a uh, very tricky, like uh, business. Uh, and, you know, my guess is that the two like youngest self-made billionaire owning stake.com are not traveling in plenty of like jurisdictions for this reason. Yeah, that's my I mean, personal speculation. I have absolutely no idea, and I don't want to make any like you know accusation or anything. But uh, it's so gray and so complicated that you are still like facing a lot of legal risk. Yeah, I think it's admiring that these two guys they're just living absolutely on edge with running a casino like this. If yeah. you're so out there, if you're, I mean. Nobody really knows them, but I think you do need to always, or security just becomes a super large risk yeah. if you're one of the youngest self-made billionaire in crypto, in online casino. <laughs> I think that's like, if you look at the Oracle ball and you're like, tell me, what is the riskiest life that I can live? <laughs> yeah, because you need to take into account that casinos in most countries is still like a business run by the mafia and online casinos are a huge competition to them uh so you know to what extent do they tolerate this mm -hmm. uh to what extent are they part of it to what extent are you competing against them if you have your own online casino i mean that's a lot of unanswered questions yeah like what i'm showing here on the screen is that stake.us since Gambling itself is illegal in the United States, and even though they're like a crypto casino, and the argument of like, is cryptocurrency, is that cash or is that just speculation? That was a, a long argument that they had, I think, stake.com, and now they have stake.yes, which is a social casino. So how this works is also very cool, is that you come here and you cannot deposit crypto here. So it's like, hey guys, like you can just come here and play for fun and it's really cool and you have all these games like Candy Crush. But if you're in a good mood, on a gloomy Sunday, you can buy our packages. And our packages are just for fun. So you can buy these packages of coins, for example, $100, $200, $5. But since... You're such a loyal customer and we appreciate you buying these packages. You also get a token that you can play with and redeem as a cryptocurrency later on. <laughs> so the, they don't have a currency. It's like, hey, it's like, I think it's the conversation they have with the legislators. Like, are you guys a casino? You're like, no, no. Well, no, social no. casino. <laughs> it's, only, you know, it's a social gaming hub. <laughs> Um, so that's stake.us. Um, I think it's a, the, the general question here that anybody that would want to get into this is first, what for yourself is the ethical line of business that you want to do? What, what kind of 
area do you want to get yourself into? And I do think that if you understand marketing, if you understand community, if you understand growing stuff, then you can make a whole lot of money with crypto casinos. But the legal risk is tremendous. Yes. <laughs> so I think it's just a question of what makes you sleep at night and what are the ethical things that you want to do in your life. There's a, lot, there's a lot of money to be made here, simply because I think, like you said, mafias are not the, the first ones to innovate and the first ones to adapt. So if you know your marketing stuff, you can absolutely crush this. But the legislation side, the ethical side of you kind of stealing, not stealing money, but people lose money. And if they lose money, you make money is not something that I think does well with the karma principle. Yeah, karma is a bitch. So careful. Be careful, young friends. So that is stake.com, stake.us. Like we said, youngest billionaires in the world. And one funny story that I heard as well is that they started in 2013 and people were able to deposit Dogecoin, to play with Dogecoin during the bull run or during the all time. So since people always started playing with Dogecoin, even 2014, 15, during the peak of the bull run, they had hundreds of millions of dollars of Dogecoin and they just pumped it and dumped it all. <laughs> so these two young chats, the giga chats of, of the crypto world that nobody really knows about, Edward Craven and Bijan Terani, yeah. they're making bank. I mean, I mean what, what, one big lesson of this is or still like, like that is like not about like specifically about the crypto uh, about the crypto or the crypto casino or the social casino industry. It's like um, can you enter an industry where everyone just suck at marketing mm -hmm. and just go there super aggressively, super smart marketing, super strong community building, super like smart partnership with like influencers or like community leaders mm -hmm. to really build something like um, on it? Like uh, let's jump like to Web three and crypto. Um, I was like yesterday at the ETH Dubai crypto conference and you had a lot of stands with like, you know, projects who just paid onto the table and they're like a banner and just talk about what they're doing. Not a single motherfucker can sell himself. Like can just like promote the shit, can like sell you a vision, can, like, can be like, you know, I don't know, like be inspiring or just like, it's like geeks using buzzwords, like, okay, we need to do some marketing. So let's put, you have the feeling that Everything that they say has been like uh, scripted by ChatGPT, um, and you're like, "Fuck!" I mean, if you just put a stand with some hot girls and like a nice vision of the world, and like, "Hey, we're doing something," it's like a bit different, and like, everyone will go to you. And um, so you still have these very interesting industries uh, rapidly growing. Um, who is doing something cool, nice, and sexy about AI? Not many companies. Okay, Lensa, few stuff like this. Uh, who is doing something like sexy, nice uh, about crypto? Some projects, some NFT projects are managing it, but uh, you, what, you have like two, three, five, five four, four, six teams who are really good worldwide. Um, you know that, so, so sometimes it's also interesting to look like, okay, what industry can I enter where like everyone just suck at marketing? And yeah. Yeah, I really like that. Or what kind of Web2 platform could I use to enter or to add the benefits of cryptocurrencies and then really crush them hard with marketing? For example, FTX, <laughs> good friend of the podcast, <laughs> is they had 
they had sponsorships with all the big models, the big football players. They were all over the place, right? They were just really good at marketing, I would say. And that's, that's kind of the outcome of this as well. Like if you, stake.com is just winning so hard because all of their competition is just absolutely garbage in marketing, in building product, in building technology. So that's, I think though, what we also have to consider is that cryptocurrencies doesn't, or crypto, crypto casinos doesn't attract the best talent in the first place. If you're there, you're already sketchy, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. um, most of the MIT and Harvard grads, they probably rather work for Google than for stake.com. Unsexy business. But yeah. Unsexy business, printing cash. So to, to round it off and to go to some interesting startups that we found this week mm -hmm. is we, um, the first one is we go to, wait, I'm just going to share episode 11, Relum Ipsum. So the fastest way to write copy for your website, generate website copy quickly and easily using AI without ever using Figma. So before we jump in, I want to say one thing. ChatGPT just got launched. Everybody that is a ChatGPT premium user and is on the wait list can also access the API soon. Mm -hmm. So this is probably going to get better and better soon. But what you can use here, you can integrate this into Figma, write better copy for whatever landing page you're trying to build. So before we say anything, how do we even like the copy on this website? Do they, do they practice what they preach? I mean, it sucks. <laughs> I mean, the fastest way to... I mean, it's just not, it's just not good. Like, the headline sucks. Mm. I mean, what's really cool is all without leaving Figma. Uh, this is the stuff we were talking about just before. Like, uh, do you want to build your own platform or do you want to build with a platform, in collaboration with a platform, on a platform? And they're building on Figma. So you have all these Figma users, big community, professional customers. A lot of them are ready to pay. Um, you build something for them within their like, ecosystem. Smart move. Until Figma introduced like, also like directly ChatGPT within Figma and then you're dead. Uh, but, you know, in, in the meantime, you can really grow like uh, big, nice, juicy market shares and like uh, profit from this community. So I think the move is super smart to build mm -hmm. within an ecosystem on an existing platform. Good move, super smart thing. Then when it comes to like execution and the copy itself, copy is not great. Uh, can, can you check the pricing, please? Uh, on the top, you have the pricing uh, tab. Uh, 19 bucks per month. 19 bucks or... per month? Okay. Yeah. Uh, 10,000 words per month. Okay, no, wait. I, okay, okay, no, okay, per year. Right, well, well, standard pricing. So positioning is good. Product itself, I don't know. Marketing of the product, I mean, it's, it's fine. I mean, the copy isn't great, but uh, UI, UX is uh, quite decent. So, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I think what we also have to keep in mind here is that the target audience for this is not founders, but designers. So mm -hmm. one thing that I noticed, if you work with designers from, let's say, Eastern European countries, their English is probably not like a 10 out of 10, but just by them, let's say you run an agency and all of your designers, they're designers, they're not copywriters. If they can just write better copy for the stuff that they design to give to your clients, that's already for sure like a 30% better, better offer that you can give people if they can just 
kind of right copy for you. And then later True. on, um, the owner can can kind of decide. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Work with. Cool. Let's go to the next one, and that is maybe one thing that is going to replace us soon. That is DeepRine AI. Create AI-generated videos using basic text instantly. So we we talked about a similar one last week where you can create your own AI avatar by filming a two to three minute video and then it takes you and it analyzes the way you move and the way you talk. And then here you can use this to give instant text prompts. And this is going to say whatever you need on your website, on a sales message, on a presentation, whatever you do. What do you think? Is this is this going to be Tugan and Apollo in two to three months? Um, I mean, first, like regarding the product and the product market fit, as there are a few competing products already, which is fine. Um, so I, I I don't know. Like um, I think like it's still like. A good video is a mix of like you know elocution, text, um, making mistakes, uh, not being like that like you know making some uh, ah waiting. So you know, uh, <laughs> ah. um, so uh, you would need like I, I think there still has some work to be done. Yeah, and they all look the same. So like they all have this kind of like gesture and thing. But but it's definitely a nice start. And um, it's it's very interesting because human bond is extremely important for humans. Obviously, uh, having like a guru, having like someone you trust, someone to follow, like whether it's a journalist or like some I don't know online influencer. And if all these people can be replaced that easily, you know, where is the bond? How is that? Because the bond needs to continue because the humans need this. So how will bonds evolve? That's a mm -hmm. big question. Yeah, beautiful. Talking about another way of bonding, mm -hmm. travel, the future of traveling. So here you can talk to AI and it's going to design your dream vacation. How does it work? It's going to find your destinations, get personalized AI-generated travel recommendations. Then you can talk with it. Then you can explore. And then you can book it. <laughs> I think that's what Unite means. <laughs> okay. uh, so this is Travel. They claim to have 100,000 happy users uh, built at Princeton. What do we think about this? Did you check on SimilarWeb how many uh, visitors they have on a monthly basis for the... Maybe it's worth checking. Like, is this, how is this, where are these 100,000 happy users? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, 15,000 total visits. Per month? Yeah. And they have been live since? Um, I would say two months, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I mean at least they get it with marketing. But... Uh, Okay, but the, the more of the question, would you use this? Do you think this other people would use this? What do you think about an AI bot booking your travel itinerary? Why, why not? Why not, after all? Yeah. My argument is that people kind of like to be in control. I don't really see people sitting down and saying, hey, AI, book a journey for me. And then they pay and then they go on the journey that yeah. the AI books for them. I However, mean, if, yeah. if the AI 
trip that is being booked is just much better than anything you, do, you could ever find in terms of price and experience. Maybe over time it's going to replace you using it. I, I mean, like for instance, in my case, I'm super sensitive to noise. Uh, so the main criteria for me is like noise, like uh, cancellation, or like to be to have soundproof mm -hmm. windows and stuff like this. And if, it's, if if the AI can check on Google Map, okay, is a highway close to it? Are nightclubs and bars close to it? Is it like a very touristic area? Yes, no. And if they can like cross all this data plus like check like reviews, uh, are people complaining about the noise like in the reviews on Booking.com and on like a Google like reviews and cross all these different data uh, from like this hotel hotels around to see okay are people complaining about noise in this area? And if they can really like cross all this data, yeah, then it's quite it's quite nice. If it's just like you want something like chill and relaxed or like more uh, pricey not pricey, and then they just like do this like weird like. Tinder BS in between? I don't know. But I don't really think that this is AI, to be honest. It's just like it's, you choose different options. Yeah. And then based on what you choose, you can find the flight. And then it relinks you to Skyscanner. All right, guys, I don't know. Even if, even if this is from Princeton and backed by Microsoft. But I think backed by Microsoft means that they just use ChatGPT. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good marketing, but yeah, um, I don't, I don't think that this is adding too much value to, to the space right now. Let's let's look at the last one, and that is Model, which I think is a super cool technology, and that is you can build your own chatbot using a text file. So what they do here is you can build a custom Naval bot. You can just export a PDF of the Naval book, mm -hmm. and then you can upload it into this text bot and then later on you can simply talk to naval that's good through, through this stuff i think it's super cool i mean they did the same thing with jesus in the bible or with like steve yeah. jobs and uh, but i think it's it's quite it's not very hard to build this kind of product uh, because no, it's just like using the api and you, there's not, not much innovation um but still, if they can turn it into some nice product that is easy to use, it's quite cool, yeah. I think a really cool idea for this would be, or, or a marketing approach, is to say you can create your own personalized WhatsApp chatbot. So if you're bored and you don't want to talk to the people that text you all day, you can just integrate that bot into your WhatsApp conversations, and that bot keeps talking to you based on all the previous conversations that things you wrote on Twitter, things you wrote on Medium, things you wrote on your WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. I think that would be a cool offer. Yeah. yeah. But that's Model. Last startup for today. Ladies and gentlemen, the last thing that we have to do is we announce the, the feedback winner, and that is Sota. Um, that, so last week we did a giveaway and we said, mm -hmm. guys, we produce content for you. We want to know what you like. And we give away $50 in ETH to the best feedback. So congratulations, Sota. Send us a DM on Twitter, and we're going to send the prize to you. And besides that, check out our newsletter, 5 Epic Web 3 News. We've been growing by 2,000 subscribers, nearly hitting 3K last week. 1,000 subs also going on YouTube, very strong. Two times a week, Tugan and Apollo. Closing words from Tugan. Yeah, let us know if you like this format. So it's less about news, more about like we take a business 
we analyze it, we explain how they do what they do, where, where the money is made, how you could do the same thing or how you could get some inspiration for your own business. And so let us know in the comment section, please, if you like this format. Because with Apollo, we are like working to find, okay, what is the proper format? Um, and, you know, we used to talk a lot about like AI news, like Web3, just to comment things. But actually, our real skill is not to comment like if a bank is going bankrupt and how a smart contract is evolving. Our real skill is um, operation, business, sales, marketing, how to identify like an opportunity, how to build a team, uh, enter the market, take market shares, make money, resell the business if it's appropriate and possible, and just do this fast. So Apollo is like a process and operation like a genius, to my, to my opinion, and I'm more like into like monetization. So uh, it would be cool if we can like find some businesses, find some business ideas, and then like bring this knowledge, bring this, all these experiences that we have, that we gathered over the years, to analyze, to explain, and to give you like... Uh, stuff that you can like uh, materials that you can use in your own business so that's how we want to make the podcast evolve if so if it's interesting to you like let us know please so you can stay on top of everything that is happening in web3 with our newsletter and here you come to youtube and we tell you how to make some real money sounds good right. good see you in the next episode